Higher Things thanks you for your support. Please continue to support the work we do with youth by going to our website at higherthings.org, clicking on support and donating securely through PayPal. Your gift helps us in our mission to support pastors, youth workers, and parents in daring our church's youth to be Lutheran. Welcome to the Gospel Boldly Podcast, where we confess with St. John that these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're your hosts. I'm Thomas Lemke. And I am Pastor Eric Brown, and we are going to be looking at everyone's favorite judge, although maybe not the best one, Samson. (laughs) All right? Cool, cool. Samson's a popular judge. I mean, you get dogs named Samson. That's how you know someone is popular. If if you're willing to name the dog after him. Okay, that just kind of like trailed off and nothing. To, that's not <laughs> the best way to keep it. See, this is the problem. When you try and come up with something witty or interesting off on your own, often it just falls utterly flat. How are you doing, Thomas? Anything going utterly flat in your life today? Shoot. I'm not even going to try on this one because uh, I will fall flat too. <laughs> All right. One of the things in this world, you will have sorrow, but your sorrow will turn to joy. Why? When you see Christ or more to accurately when Christ sees you. So let, let's, uh, let's get into the word of God and turn away from our sorrows and see how God works his joy and grace and love. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. We're starting in at chapter 14 of judges. And so if you will recall last time, Samson has been born, born a Nazarite, dedicated God, no cutting hair, no fruit of the vine. All right, good. All right. Sign that he is God's deliverance against the 40-year reign of Philistines. So, I mean, it's probably up to 50, 60 by now if you want to think about it that way. So long time of bad time. So let's yep. dive on in. Okay. Samson went down to Timnah, and at Timnah he saw one of the daughters of the Philistines. Then he came up and told his father and mother, I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines at Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. But his father and mother said to him, Is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives or among all our people that you must go and take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. All right, now, now Thomas, you and I are both parents. Let's just examine these verses from a parent's perspective. Um, generally, I I know your son's probably not starting to talk super yet, but, uh, but if the child comes up to you and says, dad, do this, how does that normally go? Just in general, is that something you want or, or something, something you don't want to have to go on? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get icy real quick with that circumstance. And, And moreover, uh, this is with, Hey, go get me a pagan woman. Mm-hmm. For my wife. Is that, again, something that is good to do generally? No, that's not an attaboy moment at all. In fact, even when she says, look, can't, what about any of the, the ones you got here? No, no, no. Get her for she's right in. In what? In 
my eyes. Hey, what's the what's the normal refrain in the uh, the scriptures for everything going to pot? And everyone did what was right in His their own eyes. eyes. Yeah. So so think about this. We're really getting introduced to Samson. The first thing we see him doing is not being the ideal, uh, dedicated to God sort of person, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it might be nice that you you've got your long hair and you're 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 not drinking the wine but dude this is going sideways you're you're blowing the fourth commandment out of the water you're 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 coming after oh no oh oh this is just almost like everything that can go bad in the the old testament being condensed into one single episode Mm -hmm. so thomas i'll ask you because I saw this, I'm going to put you on the spot first. What do you make of the fact that we're the first time we hear Samson talk, he's not really being the the proper model of what you ought to be, yeah, as a a, a good God fearing Israelite Christian, whatever how you however you want to name that. What do you make of that? I guess there's a lot of directions I could go. Um, as a Nazarite who has been set apart to the Lord. That's kind of the last thing, uh, the last type of thing you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think someone having been brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, raised by godly parents, to believe that yes, you 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 are a gift from God, chosen to save us from the Philistines, not inter. You were supposed them. to save us from the Sith, not <laughs> join them. You okay, were sorry. the chosen one, what? Samson. <laughs> so Revenge I, of the Sith. Go watch it. Um, yeah, I, I just that's a. A hard one in terms of certainly being the parents, but just just reading it makes you wince because everything about this is wrong. I I argue that this goes to remind us that and it is that this is God's deliverance, not Samson's deliverance. It's not that we are delivered by Samson because Samson is just so darn good. No, it, it's God is going to work His deliverance in His fashion in His time not by how great we are. So it really mm-hmm. it really is going to help to serve. I am going to use even Samson messing up to accomplish my deliverance. In fact, that that ends up, ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, off-the-cuff assertion. God will accomplish his deliverance through Samson in spite of and even through Samson's mistakes. Just thinking ahead of what you know of the story of Samson, might that be a, a good way to describe the entirety of everything? Yeah. We'll see That's if a that fair summation. Starts from the beginning, man. Oof. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Let's All right. carry on. Let, let, let's find out if he gets his, his hot-looking Philistine wife. <laughs> Verse 4. His father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines ruled over Israel. Then Samson went down to his father and mother at Timnah, or to Timnah, and they came to the vineyards of Timnah. And behold, a young lion came toward him, roaring. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and although he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she was right in Samson's eyes. Yeah, the Lord is involved here. The Lord is still in control of all this stuff. And again, well, you need to get them mixed up with the uh, Philistines to start fixing things. And uh, you, I do like this. The, the idea of you see his strength demonstrated in the fact that he rips apart a lion as one tears apart a young goat. Now, I have not 
torn apart a young goat lately, but apparently <laughs> it's something that that I guess you can do. So, but you you do get this look. God God is working through all this. That that even though things aren't necessarily the way they ought to be, you have God at work accomplishing His purpose. Mm-hmm. That can be a hard thing to remember. Oh yeah. Um, just in, in general, one of the things to to remember, well, we can go to the hidden and revealed will of God. What he's doing is contrary to what we've been taught and uh, instructed, and yet, and yet God is still at work in and through this to accomplish his good and gracious will for his people. That's something to remember. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening to me? Well, maybe it's not about the right now. Maybe it's about the larger picture and God actually does know what he's doing. Oh, that's hard to accept. Oh, that's hard to buy. Yeah, that's one of the lessons being taught here, I, I'd, I'd assert. That's fair. Makes sense. All right, let's carry on. All right. After some days, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion, and honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on, eating as he went. And he came to his father and mother and gave some to them, and they ate. But he did not tell them he had scraped the honey from the carcass of the lion. Now, quickly, uh, Thomas, um, what's one of the things that stands out about this? Um, if you want to get some honey, Thomas, where do you generally go? To <coughs> the honey store? Uh, <laughs> I would go to Walmart, which is or, conveniently or, or located. If, if you're selling honey... <laughs> conveniently sourced from an orange grove, from alfalfa groves, from yeah, the uh, dead body of a lion that I ripped apart. I mean, that's that's a good year. That's a good vintage there, um, that, that honey. If I can is it? Is it? Think about this like a Jewish fellow. Yeah. All right. All right? Um, I follow. I follow. What would be the biggest problem with this? Well, lions are are not clean animals um, to begin Strike with. Strike one. <laughs> it's a dead lion. Strike so two. We have an issue with that. But beyond, uh, he's a Nazarite and, and further shouldn't be contacting those things for, for that reason. This is all highly, I mean, this again is. And then giving it to his parents as devout Jews themselves would be highly disrespectful, not knowing that, oh, this is unclean. This is just all sorts of messed up. This is, this is really bizarre. So again, you've got the guy on his way to marry the ungodly wife, eating the unclean things, and it's just, this is the guy who's going to work the, the, the salvation for you. This is whom God's going to use. I mean, it's it's a giant walking contrast. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. Let's carry on and see what else we get. All right. His father went down to the woman, and Samson prepared a feast there uh, for the young men, for so the young men used to do. As soon as the people saw him, they brought 30 companions to be with him. And Samson said to them, Let me now put a riddle to you. If you can tell me what it is within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothes. But if you cannot tell me what it is, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothes. And they said to him, Put your riddle that we may hear it. And he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. And in three days, they could not solve the riddle. All right, so I'll take the fact that I tore this line up and a bunch of bees came and nested in it and I got honey from it. I'll use that as a riddle to tell, you know, make a bunch of money off of guys I invite to my wedding feast. 
All right. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm almost at a loss to give commentary on this because it's like, all right, don't try this at home, people. It, it, it's yeah. Now, now, just in gen- general, okay. Thomas, what is your impression of Samson? Or are you going to go to your son and say, son, I want you to be like Samson. Is this the fellow to model your life after? No, clearly not. He's, oh, he's this a, is. Yeah, he's a braggart, it seems, and disrespectful. Uh, thumbing and, his nose at, at the traditions of his people as well as the, the commands of his Lord. I, I, there's really no good spin you can put on this to make him not a, well, a, a bad person. <laughs> he, he's a jerk. All right. I think it's time for a break, right? Yeah, coming up on that. Uh, just quickly, I, it's funny, this this riddle. I don't really see how this can go wrong for the 30 companions. I mean, if they win, they get a set of clothes. And if they lose, I mean, I guess they lose one each. But for Samson, this is kind of a risk. He must be pretty confident because he's going to be put out 30 clothing clothes clothing things it's much more high stakes for him and yet he's still gonna do it anyway not even good at gambling oh good (laughs) night Ah, ah, ah. don't model your life after samson folks all right so let's hit break we'll we'll do the backwards life which apparently is samson's life and then we'll uh we'll we'll carry on all right okay there we go let's break i'm 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 all flustered And we are back on the Gospel Boldly podcast, and we are to that point of the show where we, well, where we we go over what we call the backwards life, where where we look at some common popular saying that that comes up in Christian circles, and then we kind of come at it from a backwards angle and get to the heart of it. So, what's going on, Thomas? What should we look at today? So, question along the lines of Samson, he's instructed, and we saw this in the the last time we got together. Uh, maybe better said his mother is instructed, although I'm sure he received this instruction growing up as well, not to take anything from the grapevine, including wine. And I would note that there's a lot of pop evangelical Christian types, probably certain denominations more than others, who make a point of not having alcohol for anyone, let alone Mm -hmm. Nazarites. What makes us able to have it, whereas Samson's not or or just better said, what is the place of alcohol in the life of a Christian, if any? All right, caveat: not until you're 21 or whatever the legal age is where you are residing. Da, 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 da. Okay, um, with that happy fourth commandment caveat out of the way, one of the things that comes up is often we will demonize items instead of us. It. it if I become a drunkard, that's not the fault of demon rum. That's my own sin where I'm taking something that, that is good and fine in and of itself and abusing it. Um, God has made all things good. Can, can Jesus use wine and alcohol for his own good purposes? Yeah, he, he makes wine and, and you can't get by that point. Uh, Jesus talked about how he will drink of the fruit of the vine. In fact, people accused him of being a drunkard. He had stuff to drink. You can't just say, okay, we're going to demonize the things that people abuse 
and that way, w- w- that way we'll be safe and we'll be good. No, no, no. The the problem isn't what comes into your mouth that's making you. It, it's your heart that defiles you. So one of the things that I notice. I'm going to expand this beyond alcohol or what have you. Note how often people will try to demonize something that can be abused. Whether it's not, oh, in Christian circles, we'll often treat music as dangerous and evil and don't listen to it. Instead of, how do we abuse music? Sex is evil. Well, no, no, how can it be abused? Just because something gets abused doesn't mean that it's no longer good. And, And by outlawing something that gets abused, that doesn't, that's that's just as wrong. That's not using things rightly. Our our goal shouldn't be to eliminate things that can be abused, but rather strive to use them rightly as the gifts from God that they are. I don't know. Did that just ramble? No, that that tracks. Oh, okay. oh, 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 oh I'll put. I I just saw something where where uh, too much screen time on on electronic devices is bad for your children. Urgh. So therefore, should we completely eliminate them? No, we should. Use them rightly, not to excess and not necessarily say, oh, I'm going to utterly never use them because they could be abused. You know, if you eat too much, you could put on weight. So if you say, I'm never going to eat again, that's not good. That's that, that's bad. We really do need to confront that sin dwells within ourselves and we need to try and control ourselves, not think that if we control our our environment or what we have access to, that suddenly everything will be hunky-dory. Instead, we need to try and learn to use God's gifts rightly. Does that work? Was that backwards? Oh, that's totally backwards for today. We're supposed to have have a simple legal fix to say, I can do this, but I can't do that, and then everything will be perfect. Yep. Oh, oh well. Well, I'm going to say don't make riddles and gambling at your your wedding. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, good night. No gambling. Yeah, a couple, oh, oh. couple all right, all right, millennia right. too late on that one. All right. All right. That to... Well, let, let's carry on and, and see how the riddle goes. Remember, they've had three days and they can't figure it out because, well, yeah, I killed a lion. I got honey out of it. It's kind of a, it, it's cheating. It's what has it gotten its pockets? That, that doesn't work. <laughs> Read the Hobbit. So, all right. Carry on, Thomas. All right. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to tell us what the riddle is, lest we burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us here to impoverish us? And Samson's wife wept over him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You have put a riddle to my people, and you have not told me what it is. And he said to her, Behold, I have not told my father nor my mother, and shall I tell you? She wept before him the seven days that their feast lasted, and on the seventh day he told her, because she pressed him hard. Hold on, hold on, pause, pause, pause. I know I'm stopping mid-verse. This is messed up. This is, all right, have a happy wedding. Let's start with the giant passive aggressiveness of, of bribing and threats. Of bri- this is messed up. This, seriously, Thomas, we, we've been going over a lot of scripture. We've been, we've read a lot of stories. This might be one, if you just think about it and look at all that's going on in this chapter. Is there anything that has happened in this chapter that is not utterly messed up? This is one of the, this is a horrific story. Everything's going sideways. Yeah. Enjoy your wife. I'm glad she looks good, but great. What, your, your seven days of your wedding feast are filled with her weeping. Good job. 
Well, yeah, my, my family's threatened to burn down my house over that change of clothes. So I'm going to, like, take my husband, make sure he has to give up 30 changes of clothes. This is just horrific. All right. Carry on, Thomas. That that that, that was my happy little, ah! All right. The, the break didn't fix this, man. This chapter is still messed up. Oh. Yeah. You're going to have to do a hard reset on this one. Uh, then she told the riddle to her people. And the men of the city said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, had you, If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon and struck down thirty men of the town and took their spoil and gave the garments to those who had told the riddle. In hot anger he went back to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. All right, I lost the bet because you, you, you plowed with my heifer. Uh, and so I'm going to go kill 30 guys and I'll give you their stuff. And uh, yeah, honey, I'm done with you. Go, go to the best man. What the? I, I, uh, now, now, what I will say is that keep in mind the Philistines had been oppressing the people. So they're kind of the ones used to having power. And you can tell that, that they're, they're used to running things all powerful. Samson's almost like this wild chaotic storm that started to hit them. It's a, <laughs> a, a, a storm risen up, raised up by God to be in. But, but Thomas, is there a verse in this chapter that isn't just full of things being all totally messed up? I like the part where the Philistines died. I, I mean, <laughs> but but even then, it's just like, ah, yeah, I've got debts to pay. I'll I'll just go kill <laughs> off thirty people from this town because they're just a bunch of Philistines, and I'll just rip. That's it's true totally enough. messed up. Okay, now now I'm kind of exasperated. <sighs> All right, so so just looking back, and ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm done with her. Go, best man, you you can take her. <laughs> Take my wife, please. I don't even think that was the attitude, as we'll see. Okay, well, carry That was carry more on. incidental. All right, all right. Carry on, carry on. Uh, just just keep reading. Oh, all right. oh good night. All right. I, 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 I'm getting verklempt. All right, carry on. <laughs> start, start chapter 15. Maybe it'll improve here. Okay, sounds good. After some days, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat. And he said, I will go to my wife in the chamber. But her father would not allow him to go in. And her father said, I really thought that you utterly hated her, so I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? Please take her instead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Again, this... this, I I got in a car accident this this winter because we had some icy roads and and the roads were, were kind of bad, but I thought it was okay. And then I hit some black ice turning into a parking lot and just just slid and I, I tried to turn the wheel to get things going and it just didn't happen. Just This, this is just sliding out more and more. Well, sorry, I, I gave her to your best man, guy. Uh, you know, she's got a younger sister who's even better looking. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> ah, ah. Okay. If ever people talk, start talking about, oh yeah, back in the old days, things were so much more moral and straight. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's carry on. All right. And Samson said to them, This time I shall be innocent in regard to the Philistines. 
when I do them harm. Okay, just pause there. Okay, this time no one's going to be able to complain that I did something nasty like just going over and killing 30 innocent people who had nothing to do. No, 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 no. I, I've got a legitimate complaint this time. All right, now I can go Now I can go to town on the Philistines. Okay, this was that was me making a giant incredulous face. Oh, okay. <laughs> C- carry on. All right, there, there we go. All right. Uh, so Samson went and caught 300 foxes and t- took torches. And he turned them tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. And when he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and set fire to the stacked grain and their standing grain, as well as the olive orchards. Then the Philistines said, Who has done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burned her and her father with fire. And Samson said to them, If this is what you do, I swear I will be avenged on you. And after that, I will quit. And he took them hip and thigh with, uh, he struck them hip and thigh with a great blow. And he went down and slayed, uh, stayed rather, <laughs> we're doing some sling though, and stayed in the cleft of the rock at Etam. Okay, Oof. okay. Now, now, Thomas, let, let's think for just a moment. Let us say you and I were suddenly uh, uh, overcome with cash. And right. we decided we wanted to make a, a, a Hollywood movie about Samson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and wanted to be faithful to what goes on in the scriptures and that. Nope, 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 Peter. Peter would take us down in an instant. <laughs> good, good night. The, well, uh, maybe we would get sponsorship from Firefox. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, the, this is just, and so, and, and, oh, great. We're going to burn your wife if we don't get the riddle. Oh, well, we got the riddle, but now Samson, so we're going to burn your wife. This is horrific. This this is not a good living environment. Right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, I thought the Wild West was not. Look at this. I don't remember this in Sunday school about Samson. Isn't this just supposed to be how, how mean Delilah cuts his hair, then he crushes the temple and It's all messed up. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, there, there. Um, just, just any other thoughts on it being all messed up? We, we've got a couple more minutes before break. Uh, uh, no, Samson's I, I, kind of a, an addict at this point. He's kind of like a druggie looking for his next hit. He says, okay, okay, if this is what you do, I, I'll, I'm going to get even, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you yours, and after that, I'll be done. I can quit any time I want. <laughs> this, this is the cycle of vengeance that, that yeah. keeps uh, – well, and, and this is one where – this is not the ideal way. I, 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 I Sam is pathetic. Mm-hmm. I, I would not wish this life on anyone. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is not the tale of how, how you'd want your life to be. But again, this is how the Lord is going to enact and, and return the, the Philistines' violence upon their own head. Oh, good night. Woo. All right. Wow. I right. want to call it there and come back for a after a break after we we towel off a little bit. <laughs> Good night. Th- this is just wild, folks. Th- th- this is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, <laughs> we we should have had a spoiler before this episode. Th- this episode, of the Gospel Boldly Podcast, is rated Samson uh, Judges chapter fourteen and fifteen. All right, Katie, bar the door. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's break and and 
and we'll get the rest of the story. I have a feeling it's going to get even more violent. Oh, oh. Off we go sideways, following Samson. There we go. All right, we'll break. We'll break. And then Brent and Samson will come back and break more things. And we're back on the Gospel Woe League podcast. And if any of you are planning your wedding, don't hire Samson as your wedding planner. All right. <laughs> we're in the middle of chapter chapter 15. Carry on. The grudge is building. The 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 this is Hatfield McCoy to a thousand. Let's go, Thomas. All right. Then the Philistines came down and encamped in Judah and made a raid on Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? They said. We have come up to bind Samson, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock at Etam, and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so have I done to them. And they said to him, We have come down to bind you, that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not attack me yourselves. They said to him, No, we will only bind you and give you into their hands. We will surely not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. Okay, so so you're seeing now that, that the people are saying, Okay, Samson, you're gonna you're causing problems for us. They're, they're the rulers, they're in power, they're gonna cause this is out of our head. Ooh, ooh, almost like a it's better. Better for the people that one man should die than than the whole people. Oh, and then they yep. bind him, and he. Okay, okay, okay. See, see, now we're almost getting some some parallels to to Christ. Hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm, strong mm-hmm. ropes going bound. Why have you come with swords and clubs? Are you going to kill? No, no, we're not going to kill you. We're just gonna we're just gonna hand you over to your enemies, and and hopefully we get out of things that way. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Seems about right. <sighs> hey, great judgeship. It's always a good sign when you're the judge and they the best the people can do is try to bind you and hand you a oh, good night. I'm Doing depressed. All right, <laughs> well, let's carry on. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. And he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey. And he put out his hand and took it, and with it he struck one thousand men. And Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey have I struck down a thousand men. As soon as he had finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone out of his hand, and that place was called Rameth Lehi. Now, (laughs) this is just... All right, and then suddenly the Lord says, All right, uh, like like flax on fire, you know, just like what the foxes have done. Ha ha ha! All right, and then boom, and he, and he gets a jawbone and starts striking people. Now, something very very to note. Um, one of the things that is interesting about tomahawks, you're, you're familiar with what a tomahawk is. Yeah, of course. Is that, uh, a lot of the the best tomahawks would be made with jawbones of of large animals like horses or what have you, because. That's some hard boat. So, yeah. so we're like, oh, with a jaw. No, no, this actually, it actually is a good hard club. You, you don't want to get hit by this. But yet still, it's just sort of, yeah, they brought me bound and now I'm loose and now I'm going to kill a thousand of you. And you're not going to be able to stop me because I am Samson and the Lord is with me and I am your punishment from God. 
Okay. And, and, <laughs> and so, and so they start calling the place Hill of the Jawbone. Why? Because frankly, if someone kills a thousand people <laughs> with a jawbone, you're going to change the name of the place. It, 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 yep. That, that, yeah. What, where's that at? Oh yeah. By the jawbone place. All right. Got it. Okay. Well, that escalated quickly. Right. I, I mean, do you see how this is building up? We're, we're going from 30 to a thousand. Th- this is becoming serious. Yeah. So oh, all right. and speaking of, of, of uh, film, this is a very cinematic scene here where he, he says, and I like to think this in Hebrew, just the sound of it, just the, just the reverberations of the molecules in the air would sound a lot more awesome than with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, if I strike down a thousand men. It sounds like the guy's trying to be a, a lover, not a fighter, and write some poetry here, but I assume it sounds a lot more manly in the, the Hebrew. We, we get a lot of poetry here as the stuff is all... I mean, uh, now, now, if if we were making a film of this, this would be the awesome 10-minute action scene. Yeah, and then at the end, you just zoom in up to him and like start zooming out slowly from his face. You see him holding the jawbone over this giant mound that you continue zooming out over. He says some kind of awesome line and then just tosses the jawbone away. Yeah. Mic just, drop, boom. Eh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Samson is impressive. We'll put it that way. But <laughs> no doubt. Man, this is sideways. Okay, all right. Okay, read the next, start the next one. Because again, it follows that this makes sense. Carry on. And he was very thirsty and he called upon the Lord and said, you have granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant. And now, or and shall I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? And God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi and water came out from it. And when he drank, his spirit returned and he revived. Therefore, the name of it was called En Hakore. Uh, it is at Lehi to this day. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. And then he even grumbles like Israel in the wilderness. So it's sort of like, I, I, I look at this. It, it, it's almost every chaotic bad thing that can happen happening in this chapter. But, but apparently it was enough to make the Philistines say, <laughs> okay, we're going to step away for a bit. And, and there's peace because... Samson is crazy, man. Let's just stay away. And and it, it, it's almost like, all right, things have gotten so bad. I'm going to let Samson go nuts for this two-week period. And everyone will say, okay, we're going to chill out. And Samson gets his 20 years. And I, I do feel like, again, speaking of the cinematic experience, I have seen this before. Let's see. He finishes slaughtering all of his enemies. He looks up and yells into the into the sky, are you not entertained? Well, yeah, I, I mean, this, this is, oh, okay. <laughs> now, and then you get, oh, yeah, and then he rules for 20 years. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, I'm guessing those go kind of calmly, and then we're going to jump to to Samson and Delilah at the end of that time. Yeah. But but it, but it's interesting. So you're, you're almost going to get these wild and crazy bookend to start and a wild and crazy bookend at the end, and in the middle there there's relative peace i suppose so one would think all right all right any other thoughts or sh- should we start should we go meet delilah oh, let's hey do there it. delilah she sounds like a nice lady <laughs> all right <laughs> well, let's carry on let's go samson went to gaza and there he saw a prostitute and he went into her the gazites were told samson has come here and they surrounded the place and set an ambush for him all night at the gate of the city they kept quiet all night saying let us wait till the light of the morning. Then we will kill him. 
But Samson lay till midnight, and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city, and the two posts, and pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that is in front of Hebron. All right. Well, well. First, before we get to Lila, I know I know the little hatter said Samson. That doesn't come up till. What Samson do and go into the middle of Philistine territory to find? Well, I guess uh, he's got a thing uh, for Philistine women. It's a he, thing. He did. He did. I, uh, and again, okay. We'll we'll wait till he's asleep and then we'll kill him. Oh, you were gonna kill me? No, I'll just I'll just tear down your city gate because <laughs> I'm Samson. Ah, okay, all right. All right, let's carry on. After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Seduce him and see where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to humble him. And we will each give you 100, or sorry, 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies and how you might be bound that one could subdue you. All right. So so the Philistines are freaked out and they're starting to get the idea. OK, maybe his weakness will be the ladies because, I mean, that, that things go sideways with Samson and the ladies. All right. Yeah, it so, seems so, to be a trend. All right. Well, well, OK. OK. He's got a new gal. We'll, we'll see how maybe we can bribe her. All right. Well, you know, you 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 you, you threatened his his wife, and that didn't go well. All right. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Carry on. Carry on. Samson said to her, "If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become as weak. Uh, then I shall become weak and be like any other man." Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now she had men lying in ambush in an inner chamber. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings, as a thread of flax snaps when it touches the fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. All right. So so Delilah sells him out. Yeah, 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 do this. Now, Grant, he's lied to her. He's not told her the truth. And and, and look, there's an ambush. And uh, takes care of it, because he's Samson, man. Now, Thomas? Mm-hmm. If, if, if the woman you're, you're shacking up with has just asked, how can I basically get you killed? And you, you told her a story. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, it's just pillow talk. I'll tell you something. And, and then she <laughs> does it to you to try and get you killed. What do you think your next move would be? If you were a sane, rational person, and, and not the instrument of vengeance upon the Philistines, but if you were just doing <laughs> what would you do? Baby, we're what, through. What? <laughs> There'd be a time to talk. Well, Go read the next paragraph. All right. Or at least start it. Then Delilah said to Samson, Behold, you have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you might be bound. <sighs> just, just pause there. Oh, well, I know I tried to kill you, but we're not going to talk about that now. You lied to me, mister. <laughs> what? what, what the, the, you know, we talk about dysfunction. That That's kind of like a trendy word. Oh, my goodness. This is dif- dysfunction. Th- th- this is not a healthy relationship. Oh, okay. All right. Carry on. All right. All right. Let's see if it gets healthier. C- carry on. Sure. And he said to her, if they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, 
Then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So Samson took new ropes and bound him with them. So Delilah took the ropes, yeah. The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And the men lying in ambush were in an inner chamber. But he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. Okay, so fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Well, okay, let, let, let's keep on. I'll, I'll just keep telling you stuff that, that oh yeah, this will make me weak. And, and you just keep bringing me Philistines to kill. The, What's the harm, really? <laughs> This is an interesting game, dear. I, I kind of dig it. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Maybe this is like the ancient world's version of like the whole BDSM trend that we seem to be going through in our culture. Like, I wasn't going to go there, but this is just. <laughs> Don't try this at home, folks. Okay. For real. Okay. okay. Read 13 and 14. Aye. And, 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 and then I think that'll be where we can pause for the day. Good call. Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you might be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web and fasten it tight with the pin, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into the web. And she made them tight with the pin and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pin, the loom, and the web. All right. (laughs) Again, again. Yeah, this is great podcast. Me just being exasperated (laughs) going again and again. You know, it strikes me, this is the most complicated one yet. Each time they get more complicated bowstrings, fresh and new. That's not easy to come by. Let's see how far she'll go. Oh, okay. Well, how about we're up the ante? Fresh ropes. That's even harder to come by. No? Okay, I'm going to make you do some work now. You weave these seven locks. That's, come on, this is going to take you a while. I, I, uh, this, is, this is just a... a sideways tail again. This is the backwards life, folks. (laughs) Everything about it. Now, we'll get to it next time. He's finally going to tell her. And again, it wouldn't be the smart thing to do from a worldly perspective. But yet, what's going to happen because Samson tells her? Well, it's going to stink for Samson. But vengeance will be enacted against the Philistines. Go figure. Don't model your life after Samson. There's easier <sighs> ways, folks. There's easier ways. Re- rejoice in God's mercy and forgiveness. Oh, good night. Have a great week, all. How can you be bound, Thomas? Ah! This really is fun because this is horrific. This is just...